Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. I am Zach Reese, your host as always. Joining us is another fine cast of gentlemen. And so first off, we've got, as always, Josh Torres. No, I am not Josh Torres. I am Setsuna this week. Thank you oh, very much. You are not Setsuna. That's what you learn. Uh, and then we've got Adam Vitali. Hey. Hey, welcome back. Mm-hmm. And... Then finally, uh, returning us after a hiatus, we've got Darren McPhail. Hello, Darren. It's been a hot minute since uh, I've been on. Yes. So many little scheduling conflicts are like, hey, you round? It's like, no, I just left home. Yeah, we kind of missed you just because you always bring a a very good conversation. It's always nice to hear your input on these things. And so I appreciate you finding the time to join us again. I'm always happy to be on. I'm glad that we're able to schedule something right now. Great. All right. So I am exhausted. So we're going to go right into this thing. That's sorry if I don't have a lot of energy on this podcast, but you tied, your, you tied yourself out at the Sonic event. Oh my gosh. That was it insane. Escaped the city. Four hours so of Sonic. If you, anyone who's been listening hasn't been paying attention, it's been like a, there's been a heat wave uh, lately. Like, this is my, I've only been in California for a few months now, and so I'm not quite used to this. I mean, oh, it's I, fun. I mean, I used to live in Iowa, and that was, Iowa is like the epitome of swing weather. And so you would be experiencing one day where it's like 40 degrees and then the very next day it could be 80 degrees. It's happened before. Uh, here, it's it's constantly at 80 degrees or up, it feels like. And so like in the past few days, it was over 100 degrees normally. And what I got to experience driving down to San Diego for the first time um, was my car getting up over 110 degrees and staying there for the duration of the near two hour trip that I had to make. And it didn't help that there was like car accidents and things like that. And so it got (laughs) worse. Um, And so even with the air conditioner blasting and then I get down there, um, it's Comic-Con weekend or it was the week of. And so all the parking fees are way exorbitantly high. And so I had to pay a huge amount of money. But once I got to the actual Sonic event, which was held at the um, the House of Blues in San Diego, it was really fun. Uh, so- Sega threw their first Sonic party. So it's – I mean I got to um, enjoy their 20th anniversary Sonic party that they had, uh, which occurred during E3 uh, 2011. And that was all right. Um, a lot of this kind of felt like some of the same stuff. Like they pulled, they brought back Crush Forty. Of course, you need to bring Crush Forty if you're going to um, have a party like that. If you don't know, they're the guys who did the music for like Sonic Adventure One, uh, like a lot of the music from there. Like the vocal tracks from a lot of the Sonic games are them. Um, Adventure Two had a different person for a lot of those big tracks, but like that's that's kind of what they're most known for. And so that was great to see them perform. The audience was super into them. And then they announced a couple games, but we're not going to go too much into that. You can check our Twitter if you want. I you was... can take solace in the fact that you got the optimal experience out of it because anyone who was watching that had an absolutely horrible experience for like the first uh, few hours of it. That's like we had a, a shot of the stream. Um, like I could see a video footage. I was looking at it for a while. I was like, why is it all pulled back? Why is it all zoomed out for most of it? And then like during the June doing his guitar solo they kept feeding in and out his guitar like constantly so i was like oh man it's, that's not, it's not even the worst part of it the worst part was the, was the audio there was the like buzzing. constant buzzing and yeah. then cutting out audio and then they couldn't get the balance right sometimes it would only come out of one speaker someone would just like sometimes it was like blast out so anyone wearing headphones like went deaf for like a good few seconds it was great it was just, uh, it's i i get i guess yep that's 
Definitely I, the state of Sonic. Well, I had, I, oh, for maybe you, but I had a good time. So uh, apparently it's, it was a great for us in attendance. Yeah. That, the true fans, the true fans of Sonic were there that night. The I, thousand, I, I've never been like a big, big Sonic fan. I enjoy some games, but I'm huge. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge apologist, and I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> so I'm okay. You're a brave man. I'm, I'm okay with taking that, like waving that flag that I love Sonic, and I have always found good things to see in all their games. And so, uh, not the Lost Rings, but that was that was an exception. But all the other ones, I was pretty uh, happy. 2006, your favorite, right? It was all right. <laughs> it was it was average at best. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> the only thing bad about it was like the camera. Otherwise, I was okay with that. Um, and the loading times, but everyone knows that. Uh, Sonic Generations is still a great game too. But um, yeah, then they announced. Like I said, they announced a couple games. But that was that was me having to drive all the way down there and having to drive the two hours back at like uh, eleven o'clock. So that was fun. But um, yeah, that, that was that was quite the trip. But like I said, if you want to see anything we tweeted about, but they've already put out the trailers, and so um, Sonic's back, and I'm really happy to see what they've got in store for that. Is he really back? Yeah, he is really back. Okay. You've seen Sonic. You Sonic saw Sonic Mania Mania. trailer was amazing. Fuck yes, I got like to see soon, that. Game. As soon as I saw Christian's Whitehead's name on it, I was like, "This is this is it. They've hit it. They've done it. It's gonna be good." I got to play some of Sonic Mania. And oh, was, you lucky bastard. Yeah, they had it downstairs. And it was it, literally like they took Sonic CD. Well, they got like music from like the different games. Like you probably heard like the Sonic and Knuckles, some of the tracks from there. Mm. But like um, they've got like a lot of references. Like they have the um, – they, 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 they have uh, like a – bar from final fight in there it was it was really weird um but they they like to have like this sonic popcorn machine and that's what you saw like them like getting shot out of it yeah it, it was it was all over the place but it was like they took it was just like they they took the visuals of sonic cd and then threw in a bunch of new stuff with it so it's it's really clean very sharp it's not like all smoothed over garbage like sonic 4 was like i didn't appreciate the visual design of sonic 4 yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that yeah. yeah a lot of people didn't and i definitely uh counted amongst them but it was it was really fun to play very tight controls it was the design of the levels was fun and so i'm i'm very excited and then they gave us these little cool looking usb stick like drives that were on the front of it it just says sonic 25th anniversary i'm holding it right now and then on the back it's got the design of this of the sega genesis it's like a square with the look of the console and inside of that it's got art assets of like old um like promotional art for Sonic back on this, like Sonic's like for the Saturn. And then um, they've got music from the new game as well. And they also, uh, you probably noticed too, they announced a new Sonic, a different Sonic game that's supposed to be out a uh, holiday 2017, which looks like it's, they're taking like the Sonics from the modern Sonic, Sonic boom. And then they got the classic Sonic. And so it's got, some people are saying it's like Sonic generations too. I thought it was too, but they, actually just said during that that it's going to be a whole new sonic so i'm i'm very happy it was cool that they showed like the nx logo at the end of that trailer too yeah and it's coming to they said ps4 xbox nx and pc yeah so day one pc is pretty fun i mean there's been sonic games on there before but they usually come out like well after that so i'm happy that more japanese developers are willing to just put their stuff on there as soon as possible i guess like sonic heroes or something was one of those like day one 
PC releases or are very close to it. But that's like all I can think of <laughs> at the top of my head. Um, and then I mentioned to them like oh, a lot of the Sonic music's on Spotify, and then a lot of people got excited about that. So <laughs> it was really fun to cover. It. Even if we're obviously an RPG site, like what are genres anymore? Everything's just a mishmash of genres. But I love to not to say that Sonic is like as far away from an RPG as possible, unless you play like that Bioware developed one for the DS. Um, I'm sure people remember Probably that, uh, which I heard wasn't that great. I never played it, but I, I heard it wasn't that great. Somehow they managed to make the worst music possible come out of the Nintendo DS. Somehow. Okay, I'm glad I kept away. That's why I probably haven't heard any of the tracks and not see people yeah. posting about that stuff. That won't be on the Spotify list. No, it's definitely not. I I knew that for a fact. It's not on there. But I don't. Sure. I don't. I don't know if this is true, but like they have. Had music that they had like I, the story is they had music from other games kind of like remixed and then like turns out they didn't have the license to them so they kind of had to like redo everything in the last couple months. Oh so wow, that, okay, that makes some sense. I don't I don't know how true that is, but that's that's what I've heard. I would I would believe that story just because like they usually make that music early and then they have to kind of get through the legal issues later just because they just tell the composer, work on it now. That legal stuff, I guess, maybe come later, which seems kind of silly, but like I remember that No Man's Sky just recently getting their name. Um, like they, can, they were able to uh, keep their name after dealing with some legal issues with it, and it's like this was announced a long time ago, so maybe that's just the order of things. I don't know. Well, let's let's just go ahead and get right into the podcast itself, though, now that we've talked a lot about Sonic. I just want to get that out of the way first. Um, let's begin with Adam. You have been covering Sheer and the Wanderer for the Vita. Talk to us a little bit about your experience with that so far, if you can. What's the okay. subtitle out of your memory? Ah, shit. Five plus. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, I corrected before, but then it turns out I was wrong. So I think it's like Tower of Fate, Dice of Fortune. Nope, all the Tower right. of Fortune, Dice of Fate. God yes, <laughs> I was wrong about this because I actually made a comment last time that it was like, how could it be Dice of uh, Fortune? And yeah, so so this is a roguelike game, and I played a lot of games that either have like a roguelike like style or structure or maybe like a mini game or something that came to my mind was like the Final Fantasy X to last mission, which is basically like a roguelike uh, epilogue. But I've never actually played like a true roguelike. Um, so it was kind of, first of all, it's just kind of fun seeing them all come together. Um, kind of, so I had some familiarity with all these different things, um, but kind of fun to actually get like, like the true roguelike experience. So um, for those who aren't aware, basically, roguelike, the idea is is you are going down into a dungeon. It's usually randomly generated in some form. And if you fall, collapse, die, lose all your health, you basically start from square one. Yeah. Um, you start over. Um, now, I guess in the original game, Rogue, that this is all based off of the old game, you literally start over. But, you know, modern games, they allow you some workarounds to keep some progress in a sense um, as you go. So basically this game you play as the wanderer Shirin or Shirin, I don't know how to pronounce it. And you the the story premise is actually very, very basic, pretty simple. A girl named Oya, O Y A, is basically on her deathbed and her uh, boyfriend, uh, let me get the name here, Jiro Kichi wants to save her. So he wants to climb up the Tower of Fate or the Tower of Fortune and basically talk to the gods to 
basically change her fate so that she doesn't, you know, pass away. And Shiren decides to help him. And that's basically the story is you're going up this tower and a couple of different sections of the tower and things like that uh, to get to the top. And along the way, so Shiren kind of plays by himself and you can totally play by himself by yourself if you want, but you can get different allies to join you on your team. And what's kind of neat is that they, they join in, in a variety of, of different ways. One of them, you can just ask, the, ask them to join you. Um, but you, there's also a, um, a girl who you, you basically can find along the way up and you pay her some money to join you. Uh, she's the girl with the panda hat in some of the artwork. Um, and then there's also a fox that you save that turns out to be like a, a fox humanoid or whatever you call that <laughs> that can help you as well. So basically this game is not an easy game. No, uh, it never was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's like, I wouldn't say it's, you know, unfair or anything like that. Um, how do I start this? Let me, let me go back to a game I played last year, which is not quite the same, but it's similar, Etrian Mystery Dungeon. Um, so the Shiren games are basically the mystery dungeon games that all the spinoffs are based from. I was one of those people that when Pokemon Mystery Dungeon came out, I didn't I didn't know it was a spinoff of something else, uh, you know, way back when. Um, but that's what they're based off of, these Shiren games. Now, Etrian Mystery Dungeon, one thing I didn't quite like about it is that it, it, it the game kind of always gave you too much to make the game too easy on you. For example, you could always easily find the items in the game to escape from the dungeon, go back to the base with all your valuables and levels and everything intact. So it was kind of, it kind of felt like it was just going too easy on me. Like it was always, you always had a way out and it was just, it felt like there was no challenge and it wasn't tense because you could always make your way back where in this version, getting those items, there's no, they're not readily available always. Oh, um, so if you, there was actually a point in the game, I, I died once I've, I've actually beaten the game and I died once. Um, oh, okay. Wow. I've had, I've had I had several uh, close calls, and I think there's also post-game and stuff, too, that's probably even more difficult. Sure. But there was, there was a point in the game where I didn't have any of these escape scrolls, is what they are. And I was going into the deeper and deeper parts of the dungeon, or up higher and higher in the tower, if you will. And I basically was fighting enemies that were way too strong for me, and I had nothing I could do to escape. So I basically eventually kicked it, and I had to start over. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. Now, that's so one of the fun things about it, though, that's my appeal in those dungeon crawlers yeah. is having that type of like the chance oh, to have everything reset is exciting. It, it, it's pretty white knuckle. Like you are really tense. You know, your shoulders cramp up as you're like working your way around like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Now, this game does make uh, a couple of things. So it's not like you're resetting every time from scratch. Like, for example, um, your party members that join you. They also gain levels, and their levels never actually reset. Um, so even if you have to restart, you can have them join you again, and then their levels will stay the same. So oh, cool. Yeah, so you can kind of rely on them uh, for a bit. Um, your levels will always reset, even if you use an escape scroll. Uh, but your equipment does not. So you can power up your equipment. You can um, gain new equipment. You can boost it with many different uh, gems and things or runes, what they're called, and you keep it as long as you tag it. So you have to spend some money to tag it, and if you die, you keep it all, or you can oh. find it. It's 
Man, this I, I feel like I'm kind of fumbling over myself here because there's so many different elements okay, to this yeah. game. There's so many different elements to this game that kind of just make it, uh, you know, interesting and unique. So when you're going up the tower, you're collecting items, but your inventory only has 24 slots. So that's actually something you're kind of always managing is what items do you pick up? What items do you keep? You always have to make sure you have your equipment on you, of course. Um, that, uh, maximum. Yes. But let me get to that in a second. When you're going up the tower, you have a health bar, of course. And you also have a fullness bar. So basically, you can get hungry. So you have to keep food on your person or else you're going to basically start starving. And that, that can either lower your health or give you status effects. And you have to keep uh, items on your person to heal yourself, food and all that. But uh, and you also have to keep things like, like arrows, rocks, uh, like, a, like a monk's tag. Like they're kind of like, I, forget, I don't know what you call them, like paper tags that have various effects on them to like. Oh, it's like, uh, it's like a, uh, I forgot. It's like a charm. Like a Japanese yeah, like, it's like you folded, like almost like yeah. origami style. I yeah, forgot the, the exact terminology. So like, for example, your, um, you have a tags that can cause an enemy to be stuck. So if it's an enemy that's too strong for you, you can, if you have a tag, you can get them. To, you can get them to basically get stuck, and then you can work your way around them. And uh, it's got the normal roguelike style, in that, in that basically each floor is randomly generated, and you're looking for the stairs to the next floor. So you're basically wandering the map blindly, but you can. There's items to. Uh, there's items to reveal parts of the map or to reveal where the monsters are and things like that. Uh, but then another, well, like you mentioned, you can expand your, uh, you can expand your inventory with pots. So you get, you, you can find pots and like a pot will have like five slots in it. And in your inventory, it takes up one slot, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But so it's, like, it's like expandable inventory within, within the inventory. Yeah. And it, there's quite a bit of management going on there. Um, but there's also so many other things I haven't even talked about yet. First of all, in some of the dungeons, it can go from daytime to nighttime. And at nighttime, your weapons have no effect on the enemies, your main katana. Oh. Uh, and enemies are a lot stronger. And, and this is true for a lot of these roguelike games, or at least the ones I've played. When, enemies, when these enemies get a kill, whether it's uh, your, one of your teammates that you're kind of traveling with, or in, at nighttime, they can kill each other. They'll actually become, oh, yeah, they, they kind of fight each other at night. Um, they actually, they level up. And when they level up from like level one to level two, it's not just a minor boots, boost in stats. They become significantly more dangerous. Um, so as you're wandering around at night, you'll, you'll even get the notes on the screen saying like, like the dragon has killed something and it's become dragon two. And now it's become dragon three. And then you're like, oh crap, now there's a dragon three wandering around. And if I run into that, I'm dead. And so at night you actually get at, at night you get various abilities that you can use that are basically like magical like abilities like one of them is basically a kamehameha uh, which you can use on the enemies um, to to nice. to attack them because you can't use your weapon so you have to use items or use these limited abilities that you get but you can only use your abilities once per floor so it's, it's not as simple as just backing off and using these abilities you kind of have to. Uh, use them very, very sparingly, because else if you run out before you get to the stairs, then you're basically screwed. And then there's so many other things I haven't even mentioned. For example, there are lots of different traps on the floor, and you can see them with you can eat you can eat some grass that allows you the ability to see traps, 
or use a scroll to see them. And these traps can do a whole lot of different things. There are traps that you can trip on, and if you trip on a trap, it can actually make you lose some of your equipment, and it can have a pot. If you're holding items in a pot, it can have that shatter. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's... That's and, very grim. Yeah, I've I, there's been times where I've had a pot and it's like full of items and then it shatters and then I don't have room to pick them all up again. Um, oh, so they actually drop on the floor at least. So yeah. Oh, good. But sometimes okay. there's sometimes there's monsters around and not so easy to pick up again. But also there's like there are enemies that have various different status effects. Like I I had a pot full of large onigiri, which is like your main food item, and then I had an enemy basically turn that pot into. Uh, trash like it was just he attacked <laughs> nice. me and he just turned it into garbage it's like well thanks and there are also uh and so as you're going up the tower this is kind of the these are basically all the things that you're running into uh you're having the allies tag along can help a lot for example tau which is the panda girl she can throw a boomerang at enemies from far away and she has like perfect aim uh, so she can she doesn't do a lot of damage, but she can help she can whittle them down before they get to you. And then there's there's the the fox girl can do all these various status effects by uh, I, I guess this is I, I guess this is a tap, the normal Japanese folklore like a tanuki can change into different creatures or imitations of creatures. Yeah, is that is that, is that normal? And they, so she she can imitate other creatures and do their status effects on the enemies. So he doesn't do as much damage, but. It's, it sometimes can be very, very useful to have them get confused and walk away for a second. Um, what, and what's that, like your overall impressions, though? Like, I'm kind of interested, like, in what you think about all these systems coming yeah. together. Well, there's still a few more I want to mention. Oh, okay. So, okay, go for it. You can get a pot. There are various different pots that have various different effects. For example, there's a pot that is like an incense pot, and when you throw items into it, they basically get destroyed, but it turns into a, a flame that basically makes you invulnerable to flame attacks on that floor. Um and then there's also pots that are synthesis pots, where you basically throw a weapon in, throw another weapon in, and then they basically merge their abilities to get a new weapon out. And, but the synthesis pots are kind of limited in what you can merge together. There are actually enemies on the battlefield that you can use as synthesis pots. You literally throw a weapon and they eat it. You throw another weapon at them and then they eat it. And then you can attack them with some other type of weapon that you have or ability or have your uh, uh, friends attack them. And then you can get a weapon back. That's actually that's pretty than cool. Point. Yeah, that's really um, But I actually learned this the hard way. You don't want to throw a weapon at one of those guys that's sleeping. Uh, if they're sleeping, they won't eat it and your weapon will just do damage to them and then get to, and then just get it, it'll break. Oh, I actually had that happen to me. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't break. It gets lost. Oh, so man. I had I had this weapon that I had been building up, you know, throughout the game, and it was, you know, pretty powerful, and it was kind of like the only sword I had. And like, oh, here's one of these mixer guys. I'm gonna throw my sword at it, throw something else at it, and see what happens. But I threw my sword at it, and then it got lost, and I was kind of screwed for a while because I didn't have a backup weapon. But I had a tag on it. You can spend money to have these weapons tagged, and once you get far enough into the tower, there's actually a lost and found. And you can find your weapons if you've had them tagged. And tagging is kind of expensive, but it's worth it because you can get them back. And I eventually did, but it was kind of a it was kind of difficult to get to that point in the game to actually get to the lost and found to to, to see it. Um, what else? Well, let's talk about your overall feelings about well, that. Yeah. Let's... First of all, I beat the main game. Yeah. Kind of, you kind of get to the. I got to the point where I had plenty of escape scrolls 
um, so I could get back to my base whenever I needed, if I needed to, so I was, if I was in danger. So I kind of got to the point where I had plenty of escape scrolls and pretty good weapons and things. So I was like, you know what, let me just see how far I can go and uh, how much further I can get with what I have. And it turns out it was tough, but I, it turns out I got to the final boss of the game and then I defeated him. Um, but I, I, for this type of game, I don't know, that might only be like 30% of the content that's here. There are extra dungeons, bonus dungeons that you can access from a menu. Um, and then there are some bonus like games that are like dungeons with a special rule and things like that. So there's still a little bit more I want to see. Um, the main game was about 20 hours long, so it's not super long. Um, so it's pretty manageable in that regard. Now, I think the game looks great. It's got this old sprite style. Um, and it looks really great on the... It looks on, nice. The screenshots you've been posting on Twitter, they make it look very bright and, and sharp. It looks yeah, beautiful. Crisp. It's really colorful. It's really great based graphics. Yeah, we need those more. So I'm happy that it's it's sticking to it and not uh, going to the 3D route. And it looks it looks especially great on the actual OLED on the Vita, but it also scales up really well to, to TVs if you're using it on a PS TV. Um, Good. But... Um, I I felt like all these systems in place were all pretty cool, and there's a lot of nifty things that new that kind of happen. There's there's enough there's enough randomness to things. Um, one thing I have is on each floor, you can find another wanderer. They can be a blacksmith, where you give them your weapon, they power it up, and they give it back to you, just a minor upgrade after spending after giving some them some money. There's actually a guy that you can run into that asks you for money because he's low on his luck. The game, the game revolves around luck and things. Based, you can kind of tell that from the title. And if you give him enough money, he eventually gave me a gem. It was an indigo gem. And apparently there are seven of these gems that unlock something. And I don't know what yet. I only got one of them. Um, so that's kind of... There seem to be some of these bonuses in the game. There's also like a person you can run into where you give them your armor. And then they'll, they'll go off for a moment. And then if you run into them again, which sometimes takes a long time... They'll give you armor back to you with with a major upgrade. Uh, so there's a lot of these cool little nifty things that can happen from floor to floor. There's enough randomness to things that I kind of you're always on your toes. It's difficult enough that you can't just breeze through it. Um, I did feel like the the dungeon is basically very linear. You're kind of just going from floor to floor to floor. There's one point where there's a branch of three different branches you can go in, but they're essentially the same. Um, so when I think of like Etrian Mystery Dungeon, which is the most similar game I played last year, Etrian Mystery Dungeon, you had you basically chose which dungeon you wanted to go into, and they each kind of had their own gimmicks and things. Where this is just kind of a linear path, and you're basically just seeing how far you can get each time, which I guess is maybe more the true roguelike. Anyways, you're just basically going down and or th- further and further and further until you get to the end. But I kind of felt like I wish there was a little bit more variety there. But there are a bunch of other like extra dungeons I haven't been into that are not part of the main story. So I don't really want to criticize that too much when I haven't really touched those yet. But otherwise, right. I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe could have been a little bit more difficult. Um, but then again, I'm also a very cautious player. So uh, Yeah, I mean, those games have never really been that hard, especially like on the early ones. They, they tend to be kind of more even-handed. They're like... Uh, not impossibly difficult. It's more like they're just. In, I forget what the term is, but it's it's supposed to be like just um, uh, fair, fairly difficult. Uh, that's that's about I mean, the length of it. I, I was playing this a bunch last night. And I for a while. Um, so also there are only there are only really two boss encounters in the game, at least in the main game, and they're basically the same thing, just one stronger than the other. 
And when I got to the first boss encounter, like the first time, I was way out of my league. Like I, I kind of was just dodging enemies and going upstairs and not upgrading my equipment, not not getting any stronger. And I was just kind of seeing how far I could go. And then I got to this boss and he totally creamed me. Um, I was able to I was able to warp away though because I had a an item to do that. And then I spent quite a bit of time just being playing it safe and just kind of roaming around the lower floors, just powering up a bit before I went further. So it's not too bad as if you're just cautious. Um, but it is fun to kind of get into those tense situations where you're not, you kind of are going step by step and not sure what's around the corner. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I kind of, um, it was kind of short. I want to see what, what else the game has to offer, but there, there's a chance I've only scratched the surface really with the, with the story mode completed. I really don't know how these games are normally constructed in terms of like post-game content or extra content, but I kind of want to check that out and see what's there. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's great, for sure. That's great to hear. And so, um, obviously, uh, Sheer and the Wanderer is out next week as of this recording on the uh, 26th. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be out for the Vita. Of course, you have a review up for it soon enough on the site. And so, I'm sure we all look forward to hearing more about that. And so... Um, in, the review, in the review, I'll try to organize some of the elements of the game a little bit more clearly. There's just so many different things that can happen. That's kind of hard to... Touch them on touch on them all. I'm sure I forgot something. Oh no, that's that's <laughs> great to hear. Yeah, I mean, the more informed that people are about this game, I think it's the better. Just because there's always been layers upon layers of systems. From my experience playing like the um, the old games, I, I played the DS one quite a bit, and so I'm interested to see exactly how that all breaks down. Um, aside from what you've told about us today, that seems really cool, and so I'm I'm looking forward to playing it myself. Now moving on to uh, Darren. Yes. All you say here is Pokemon Cemetery, Pokestop Heaven Go. And so you've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Or a secret document or anything. But uh, yes. essentially, uh, I, as, a, as a proud Canadian, I recently have been permitted access to Pokemon Go legally. Thank you, Base Niantic. A couple days ago, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been playing it a decent amount. It's encouraged me to be more active, go for a lot of walks. and cool. It's cool. And so it just so happens there's a lot of Pokestops near where I live, so it's always an excuse to go out and look for something. Or if a friend comes over, it's like, hey, let's just go by the Pokestop and come back. Go for like a 10-minute walk. Be real quick. That's amazing. I love that. I love those stories, like people being like the, not not just like that story going out. It's the people that have like chemical imbalances and things like that that are preventing them from going out. People with autism going out and actually being more active and socializing a totally. lot with people. Some of my closest impressive. friends are total shut-ins, and whenever we hang out, it's always just hanging out at their place, and I leave and go home. And now we're going out. We're going to different places That's in our own see. city. We're actually like going all over the lower mainland and exploring different cities, trying to find those rare Pokemon. Got to catch all those 100 Magikarp to get that Gyarados. <laughs> is that it's what's like, around you? Like uh, the, the most common Pokemon around you guys? Right now it's Eevee. There's Eevees everywhere where I live. So I've had, I actually have been able to get all the Eevee evolutions and all that. It's a matter of trying to get some of the more what you think would be common, like a Magikarp. That's been a lot more difficult than it should be. Zach, what's around here? I know you play Pokemon Go. I don't know the Pokemon around here. Nothing. I, I've got, like, when I woke up, I, I noticed that my phone, the kind of phone I had, it was like an Intel Atom chip, and for the longest time, it didn't work with that. And so up until, like, maybe a week ago, they actually updated it, so now it supports my type of phone, my Zenfone 2, as it were. And so I woke up, turned it on. I was like, well, I'll install it. As soon as I installed it, and Nidoran was sitting on my on my 
crotch. <laughs> I was like, looked down, I was like, oh, okay. And then I got that. And then there was like a Radita and a Pidgey. There's very, and, and an Ekans was also in my room. And so you will see Pidgeys everywhere. No, I went, when I went down to San Diego, I, I opened it up and then I just see a bunch of lures and gems. Like that place was <laughs> crowded with things. Oh uh, and so I, but it still had very little, um, important pokemon that i mean like more higher level like i had a guy who's like a pokemon go expert already he's like oh yeah man you totally want the need queen or need king you want like no there is totally a tier list absolutely built-in limits on certain pokemon's ability to battle and so absolutely. if you want to be in charge of gyms you need to kind of get into the meta yeah i know people like you these i had someone actually like i heard from like a few it was like who are these like losers that are low levels jumping onto Pokemon gyms, man? They're like they should just stop playing. It's annoying. I was like, oh, God, oh my guys, God. this is oh, this there's is totally a- like an elite elitism right now. It's like, oh, they're only using Pidgeots. Oh, jokesters! Like, oh, I can't man. wait to like to see some weird fucking balance patch for the game. Yeah, I mean, other than like people arguing about Dragon Ball Z, like the 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 the, the, the canon and that, like that standing in line was an odd experience. But yeah, it's. Uh, there's not there's not much to say as far as Pokemon where and where I'm at. It sounds like things are more active where you're at though, Darren. Oh, well, certainly. Tell us your craziest stories. Well, <laughs> one of the craziest stories is there's this local park downtown in uh, Maple Ridge, BC, where I live, and it's normally pretty much never attended by anyone. It's usually pretty. It's just used as like a loop to drive around, and get out of the area. So not very many people actually visit it. And then the other night, I just finished watching Star Trek Beyond with some friends, and we came by because we saw a bunch of lures nearby and there was probably a hundred or more people just wandering around this area that I've never seen before. It's just like, Oh, like this is the most active I've ever seen this. And then to kind of expand upon this, uh, we were driving by, driving by just in town and we noticed there's like five lures all next to each other. We're like, well, we have to go there. Like there's going to be some good Pokemon there. And this is about like 11 o'clock at night. We're just kind of, we're heading home for the, <laughs> for the day. Sure. And lo and behold, it's the local cemetery has five Pokestops in it. Oh my God. Not around it. Wow. Basically in it. Wow. And this yeah. is like hours after the cemetery is supposed to be closed off. And it's like, there's supposed to be no car access. No one's really supposed to be in the cemetery at this late at night. And there's just like hundred people just all gathered in there. It's like wow. that's I insane. actually had to I had to turn and look to my friends. I'm like, we're not going in there. And they're like, but there's so many lures. I'm like, my <laughs> grandparents are literally buried in there. We are not going in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're actually requesting to get all those Pokestops removed or moved somewhere else because it is a little uh, disrespectful in some instances. Yeah. But it, it's just crazy how there's just five of them in there and it just immediately, just like bees to flowers, bees to honey, just attracts so many people to it. I have a friend who's a, a small business owner, and he actually requested uh, like his a place to like he runs an internet cafe, and he requested his place to stop being a gym. Like he called up Niantic because it like he he literally said to me, "I just woke up to the worst morning of my life. I found out my place is a is a gym, and then it was just chaos at work. Like the parking lot was totally littered." Uh, his uh, employees were getting harassed because the, the, they wouldn't give him uh, they wouldn't give them the Wi-Fi password because his router is already dying as is, you know, trying to pick up all these uh, signals and whatnot. So that like I'm, gl- I'm glad that was able to like get resolved within a few hours, but it was it seemed total madness in there. 
Oh, yeah. There's totally an issue of where they're putting things, especially because they're not really consulting anyone on it. Right. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, Pokemon Go is a safe, fun little experience, and you get, you'll get you talk to some people who are really into it, and you'll look at them and be like, you look like you do not know anything about Pokemon, but they'll be oh, very I well see read the on the stereotyping in general. <laughs> oh, there's, like, I've seen, I've, I've, I go to the local gym, right? And there's yeah. some guys there who are like, you know, the big... Uh, like the showman guys, they go all the like the muscle shows and all that, whatever they call yeah. them, right? The muscle shows, that's what we call the them. The muscle yes. shows, yes. yes. And uh, you yeah. see them wandering around catching Pokemon. You're like, I would have never thought you'd be into this. Like, it's it's kind of neat. Yeah, there's like celebrities and people like that all talking about it. And so it's obviously a huge phenomenon right now. It's kind yeah. of insane because you haven't really seen something like that, at least in quite a while. So. I mean, it's if, you want my, if you want my back-of-the-box quote, it's like a really mediocre app, but I love it. Oh, I, that's what I, th- I think is just something for people to talk about. It doesn't seem like that particularly impressive, but I'm no, all for totally people cool. being more social. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's, interesting experience. You won't get that out of any other app on your phone right now. That, definitely one of the most phenomenal, phenomenal social experiences within the past few years. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that. And so I want to, we'll move towards uh, what we've got left. And so, um, Josh, you and I have both played, uh, and you're still in the midst of playing, but I Am Satsuna, which I'm recently came out. Like a little over three Zach, hours. Though. Huh? I thought you were Zach. We've. No, uh, let's not do the stupid <laughs> joke. That, that, look, we can't. We can't like it talk takes about the title. You already did the stupid joke at the beginning of this. Exactly. I don't need this garbage. All right, don't continue this. this no, I'm a little over three hours in, and I want. Like, I'm trying to think exactly right. I, 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 I'm after the first uh, incident at the airship. Let's just say. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. early still. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's uh, where I'm at right now. Um, I, I get to the so... snowy part. That's the whole damn game. They already talked about that. That's the weird thing about this is that people are being caught off guard, or at least seemingly that way, about like the theme of the game, the music, and the length of the of the game itself. And like this was talked about last year. <laughs> they said the snow the snow was the core of the game. That's the the look of the game. Uh, the music was always going to be full of piano, and then it was going to be about twenty hours. They well, said this in like September last year. There, there's a lot. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't like uh, keep up to the, they don't read the, the RPG news. That's the problem. Like, they don't what, what if they just don't like keep up the RPG news? They're just like, eh, okay, like I'm just gonna get this on a whim. Like, and no one who's following us on Twitter does not keep up with RPG news. I think that's the thing. Like, we tweet about this stuff all the time. And so I don't think there's anyone on Twitter who's not, like... I, I have shitty memory, okay? So, like, it, it's tough sometimes. I'll give those people some... So, it's coming out this year anyway. What I'm sorry, Josh. We're going to have to let you go. You don't keep up on your RPG news. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but, uh, what are your thoughts so far about that game? I, anyway? I, think, I think it's a very, like, neat little game because I... I go through so many games that like really complicated systems and whatnot, especially like I recently finished Grand Kingdom. That that was like system on system on system, and it was crazy com- complicated at times. And then like going through this game is like, it feels very refreshing to me. And it feel like I, I feel very relaxed when I play this game. I go into it. I know I'm getting a simple experience. Uh, the soundtrack really reinforces like a very cathartic mood for me. Like I, I feel very set down. I, I know I'm in for a good time. Uh, the, the, good the, time? Uh, it's it's a very sober game, I would it, say. 
but that's a, that's the thing though. Like I like relaxing games. No, I'm saying like a good time. Just like the, uh, it sounds like it's like a positive time. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it is a positive time for me. <laughs> uh, I, I I mean I'm not I'm not saying that the tone of the game is happy go lucky. That's or, what I'm talking. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I was I'm just saying that. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Like uh, the game is very melancholic, and uh, you know, there's not a lot of dialogue outside of like battles. Yeah. But it's just. I know that I'm in for something that's just it's very straight to the point like an old school RPG. Absolutely. And and uh, the the piano uh, OST of, uh, on it like I think they do get a lot of, a lot of mileage out of just like having a piano uh, as the backdrop for its uh, sound design. Um as for, you know, the characters, the environment, uh characters are still warming up to me. There there's some characters I like here and there. I uh, and uh, so far I do like um if her default name was uh, Eterna, I think. The girl with the dagger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Eterna. Like... Eterna. Yeah. Yeah. I like her so far, and Setsuna's all right. I I do like uh oh man, what was it Nadir or something? The guy with the big sword. Yeah, the big sword, Nadir. Yeah, whenever, whenever he gets uh, teased uh, as an old man, I I, I can definitely relate. <laughs> when he gets uh, like very uh, grumpy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that dude, 100. percent That's great. Um, but so far, I'm just uh, it's. It's nothing like crazy innovative, but it's just a nice a nice time capsule for me. It's definitely that type of game. It's supposed to obviously harken back to the traditional design of video games, uh, specifically RPGs, obviously, from the early 90s. Um, but it, it, I think it's great in that it does a lot of its own things. Like, you already addressed some of that stuff. Like, it's the, the way the soundtrack has been done to be very piano-focused, I think, is a great way for... Um, you to really get in the mood not to get like any big swings and stuff like that i think that's great and i really enjoyed it for that it was a very very nice experience just like you're talking about it gave you it, it puts you in a good mood and i think that's it that's really what i needed uh at the time and so i was very happy to be covering that game i was excited yeah. to get my hands on it and i when once i started it I put away all distractions. I usually when I'm playing games for review, I might have something like on my laptop playing like a video while I'm playing a game just so I can deal with grinding and whatnot. I didn't really have to deal with any grinding at all. Not not to say that the game is hard at all. It's actually kind of on the easier side of things, especially if you do know what to deal with. There are special bosses you can fight if you wanted to, but really you could beat that game without dealing with any serious grinding as long as you do what i like to do just clear screen and move on you could totally get away with just doing that for the whole game but um i think that it was uh, a very nice experience like you were saying not much dialogue there's actually no voiced dialogue outside of combat and so all you hear is there's just the voices speaking some japanese here and there it's japanese only dialogue of course and if people who don't want like that uh like want to hear voices at all you can turn that off completely and it'll just be just hey you and the piano and the sound of uh battle sound effects Ex- and exactly cool. and then uh but yeah outside of combat it's just text uh, which i think does it, for me at least it's it's what i really enjoy just because it's not so um jarring like say with like Nino Kuni which I loved but it was weird having like some scenes voiced and some scenes not right. just because of the uh the licensing issues with voice with voice actors I'm sure played a big part just like they do in other games that have to deal with that but um in 
and in this type of game it's all text and the design is such that it enforces that uh feeling from those games back then that didn't have any voices didn't have like the technology to support voice acting at least for a whole game like that mm-hmm. um made me appreciate it that much more and i liked being able to inject my own idea of what these characters sound like um that's kind of my like um my knock against a current modern rpgs like that's kind of the thing like when i talk about final fantasy 10 not liking it that's one of my big knocks just because it's like i couldn't once i got to experience that after playing nine without any voice acting and then go straight to 10 where it's a lot of it um i i kind of really disrupted me from my enjoyment of rpgs um yeah i can see that yeah yeah i mean uh but that's just my feelings obviously i i i have the maturity to understand where people can have like enjoyment from those games and appreciate having full voice acting because that's just you know what you kind to expect from modern games but it's because of the design of i am Setsuna uh and the way it's meant to be with the piano music you know, like uh it's 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 really uh, it's really important to like understate how important that music is to the game there's a seamless flow to it because it's, it's just like you're it's using the same instrument so like when you get uh, uh transition from battle to, like back on the field to the overhead map it's one consistent track there's no like jarring like like transitions from like another instrument so i think that's actually like a a, a little like strength of it of having just like that consistent you know it's it's dynamic yeah it's 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 totally dynamic to the experience and um i think that not having characters talk over the music goes a long way and also um there's a lot of really nice uh meticulous detail here as well i think my favorite thing is just being able to walk through the snow and you see your tracks because everything's like at least up to your knee as far as like the amount of snow so you see like npcs walking around like villagers and then they're leaving tracks in the snow like their trails and you you can do the same thing so you're like running around and leave like patterns and it stays there for quite a while it just doesn't immediately disappear like in some games yeah i haven't seen how long it takes but uh i do i do notice that like i can just walk in circles i was like oh okay i've been there it's it's really nice like you can remember where you came from just by looking at the snow (laughs) yeah and that's yeah i'm sorry go ahead there's that there was like a weird little like funny bugs that like i uh, yeah i saw that um like i play on the pc version so sometimes like i'll I'll tab out i usually don't like getting distracted but uh sometimes i had to keep an eye on things you've got two monitors what are you doing i I know that's the thing uh (laughs) but i had to tab out at times like engage with the other window oh oh, okay uh, i thought you just like why why don't you just like kept it that way (laughs) okay yeah so like there are times where like there are there are story segments or event scenes that like the where the camera pans over and then uh but it's tried to like, transition back to the character it never does so it has like a camera a weird camera hang on that story scene so i have to uh traverse my characters off screen to like get out of that screen to fix the problem itself and then so and, and one of the times was super weird i took a screenshot of it was there's like a bridge area that had monsters at the end of it so I go into there, and it doesn't go to the battle camera because everything's uh, active real time. Like when you go into a transition to a battle phase, it won't actually like go uh, do like a say like a, a tail screen fade into it to a separate battlefield. It's all like it just the camera shifts onto there onto that battlefield, and then so it didn't actually do that. So it had like the screen of just the bridge and like the the enemies to the left side, and then my characters off screen battling them. So Aww. it was uh, really. It wasn't. It wasn't a big encounter or anything. It was just a, like really easy enemies. I was just like, "That's that's hilarious." <laughs> yeah, but other yeah. Than, I, I, other than that, I think that's just because I I was tapping out in and out of the screen frequently, so it kind of uh, messed with the game. 
Yeah, and I didn't experience any of that, but that just means it seems like it's more balancing issues on the Steam version. Uh, it's more like the, the coding on that. Maybe it's not been as well done. Uh, maybe it was just a direct part. They didn't do such a good job. I mean, how many... Is there just, like, only resolution options on the Steam version? Um, there's resolution options, uh, voice options uh, on whether you want them on, and, on or off. You want That's just like the, the same as yeah, same yeah, as if, the if console. You the, if you want the text on in English or Japanese, um, let's see, window full screen resolution, and that yeah, that's it. That's about it. It, it always uh, asks you what kind of options you want for booting up the actual uh, game itself. I mean, other other than that little minor bug, uh, it's been running flawlessly on my end, um, Good. and, and lo- loading times have been very minimal. Maybe like. A second and a half tops. That's good. That's good to hear. I was I was kind of concerned about that just because there's been plenty of examples of really terrible PC ports like Dark Souls. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah. Pull, then pulling that off. But uh, yeah, that was, but we've got a review up on the site for I'm Setsuna, the PS4 version. So go check that out. Um, you can tell that I really had a great time with it. I highly recommend anybody who's got a fondness for those games to check it out as well. That's kind of where I came from. It's not necessarily a game that's going to like convince people that are so into today's games and don't care much for those games of yesterday um, that you should be trying this out it's clearly a, a fan letter to those people so i'm, yeah, I'm happy to yeah. be the one to say that i'm uh, i'm looking forward to uh, progressing that game more for sure right. great I'm and not, so you guys oh, sold me on it on top of reading your excellent review zach i think i'm definitely going to be uh, sold on picking this up at some point did the oh, version absolutely. never make it out of japan no they talked about a few months ago about like if they're convinced if there's enough demand they will release the vita version but if you take the example of Adventures of Mana that came out of nowhere at the end of June to be released on Vita, mm-hmm. um, it could still happen. Some people are still down in the dumps about like no Vita version and no physical release. But as far as like a Vita release, it could still definitely happen. Uh, just, just that that could that could potentially be the case. Uh, I actually meant to like try it out on my Vita on a remote play feature, but I've yet to do that. But I think it'd be perfect for that platform. I mean, if anything, it was it's a very simple game, so it should be easy for them to do that as well, especially because there's no voiced... Like I said, there's very little voice samples, and so it seems like it'd fit easily on a... It's actually, I think, if I checked, if I remember it right, it was one and a half gigs, and so it could easily be downloaded or put on a cart and, and sent out, so I think that's that's perfect for a console like that. It needs to be put on a Vita, and at least... It needs to be localized, is what I mean to say. Obviously, it came out on the Vita, so mm-hmm. I'd love to see it come out there because otherwise, I'll, I'll probably lean towards the console version. Oh yeah, it, it looks great on the PS4. I mean, it doesn't look as so like low budget, uh, a mess as it were. There's a plenty of detail in the environments and the and the models themselves. Even if they did the Fire Emblem uh, Awakening style of having like the legs that are just like points <laughs> that they walk around <laughs> on, uh, but it's it's it looks great, and I am I uh, like I said I had a lot of fun with it, and I can't wait to see what Tokyo RPG Factory does next. If it's oh, a sequel to this, which I don't I don't want a sequel from them. I want them to keep making original games, even if that has a, an effect on their um, on like uh, name recognition. I think that'd be perfect. I just can't wait to see what they have next, especially because it didn't even seem to take them that long to make this game. So, I uh, you just reminded me uh, earlier about remote play. I recently tried out uh, the PS4 to PC, uh, PC remote play because I just wanted uh, some way to play uh, PS4 games 
<laughs> on my on my monitor without uh, having to go back and forth because of how my room setup is, I have to go look back and forth uh, between my computer. You and got that. a TV behind you, is right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The, so it sucks. So I was like, okay, there has to be a better way. I I can't keep living like this forever, and. So, <laughs> oh man, I, I, those, I can't those live torture. like this It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my uh, god, survive. <laughs> but um, so I I tried it out. I was I have it up for the 720p because it only go. That's the limit, 720p at 60fps, and then I just put it full screen. And uh, I was very surprised by the the lack of input delay. Like, uh, input delay is probably maybe one or two frames max. If I if, if I'm being super technical here, but. Because I've been, I've been tried it out with like more uh, intense uh, games that rely on timing, like say like Just Cancels and Grand Kingdom or fighting games, and uh, some in Odin Sphere and whatnot. And it was actually quite smooth. Uh, very very few like artifacting and um, like stuttering. Uh, it worked super well. I'm I'm very surprised at like the, the actual quality of that remote play when uh, you have the the right setup and it's all wired and everything. Not like so, me who's got like. A wireless setup, so I cannot deal with with that, and like have low resolution. So I'm happy to hear at least it's got decent design. So yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, uh, I am Setsuna. I've been uh, dabbling around a lot with uh, the PC port of Earth Defense Force 4.1: The Shadow of New Despair. And That's quite the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's EDF for you. EDF is very over the top, um, third person uh, shooter. Uh, bugs uh bug killing simulator uh basic setup is there's aliens again there's uh, with uh massive bugs uh swarming everywhere and the, it's infamous on uh consoles for like just chugging both PS3 especially PS3 and uh on PS4 it's just because there's so many enemies on screen there could be like freaking a thousand bugs on screen no lie uh and your game is just chugging along trying to process all of that i heard that yeah i got the ps4 version i just never played it but i heard it was poorly optimized that's uh, like the developers uh i forget the their name uh i think it's sandlot uh sandlot has a very interesting development uh, perspective on this when they got the extra power of the ps4 to make like an upgraded version of uh edf 20 2025 i think that's what, what it comes from um so they said, hey, we have all this processing power. Maybe we can actually, you know, stabilize these frame rates a little bit more. And then Sandlot is like, nah, just add more bugs to it. And then we'll, like, do insects to it. And then we'll deal with the consequences. So, and I, it's been a glorious experience uh, doing online co-op in EDF 4.1 with three other friends. And, and this has been running at a rock-solid 60 frames per second with virtually no drops. The, the the first like uh, test of this was uh, at an early mission. Uh, There's like a drop ship, a mothership that uh you know fires its uh cannon called like the Genocider blaster or cannon or whatever. Genocider, that seems really. So it fires like a, like a laser ray that goes uh, across like a huge span of fields and it's huge explosions everywhere. And apparently on the PS4, it would make this the PS4 like crumble a little bit. Like easily cut the frame rate more than half. Like, like maybe, oh gosh, yeah. that seems awful. Yeah, so we, we tested that on it, and then it, it ran it perfectly, no drops, and then it's Good. like, wow, this is what a glorious time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> the game has four classes. Uh, it has air raider, which specializes like dropping different vehicles and airstrikes. So like the air raider can even like uh, summon like a giant mech, for instance, at the uh, later levels. Um, Ranger, which is your standard uh, trooper that's on the ground with missile launchers, rocket launchers, rifles, etc. 
So it's been, it's like the, the basic class of the game. Um, what's the other one? The one that I'm playing is Wing Diver, and uh, that's a, a lady that has like a, a jetpack on her. So, but she she dies really fast. She's light on armor, but she has the she can fly around the battlefield uh, with an energy pack oh. attached to her. And the other one escapes me. Oh, Fencer. Fencer is like a like a basically the tank of the game. Has like massive armor. Doesn't move around really fast unless like you do uh, some sort of like boost dashing mechanic, and uh, just eat space against those. Uh, <laughs> just it, it, it's 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 a wonderful wonderful game. Just uh, just. Just distilled down this arcade experience, third-person shooter arcade experience, and it's 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 a very basic game design too. It's like go in here, shoot bugs. Oh, good. And and there's all sorts. It's of like, like the Dynasty fight. Warriors of alien fighting games. That's what a I've little heard. bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I think that's about it on my end for games. Awesome. I mean, other than me playing some Fairy Fencer F, which will have I have in Dark First, which will have a review up on the site. Like I don't really, I didn't play the original. So I don't know about the pathing uh, when it gets to like the new content because it's like a remake of the original game with additional story paths is what it is. Yeah, I was gonna uh, ask about that. It seems really. Hard. It looks great. Oh, the writing is is really funny. Like it's probably the funniest game that they put out in a while. I, I at least ever. <laughs> I don't know. There's like really like some laugh out loud moments in that, and this is coming from a fan of like the Neptunia games, which there's some good writing there too. But this seems better written in cases. Um, but yeah, that's that's just what I've been playing. We'll have a review up on that. I'm also working on a review for God Eater. So uh, God Eater Resurrection, excuse me. So we'll have something on that soon as well. Um, I already played the original game. It it just seems like it's more of that. But hey, it's 20 bucks, and so you can't go wrong with that. Cool. But let's go straight into the news because we have other stuff to talk about there. So let's talk about the biggest news that happened while uh, since the last podcast, and that since ninety percent uh, of California was asleep. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Conception Two coming to Steam. Oh God! <laughs> oh. Says three people. It's huge, guys. Come on, like everyone you. gets to make babies on Steam now. It's great. Other than the other like ten or eleven simulators that are already on Steam, as it were. <laughs> so. Man. Coming to Steam August 16th. Um, let's talk about Persona 5. So. Yes. Um, there's a lot of things that um, was revealed Persona 5. For, for the context of the setup, uh, this is the Take the Treasure event that was teased at the last event, which was at the post-E3 uh, Japanese uh, wrap-up. Yeah. Um, and so they had this countdown uh, teasing like seven new announcements of this Persona 5 Take the Treasure event. And then uh, originally it was supposed to be like one big event that's happened. I forgot the timetables. It then was they like split... super early in the morning. Yeah, and then they split it up in between two days. And then they had that uh, the the Persona Five special of like having this really really long hour uh, long twenty four hour stream like up. Uh, and it's, it, there's not really anything being shown there. It's just the stream's up. The next event is in like six hours or something. But all the announcements for the big announcements were like clustered together still. Well, uh, that's, I, I remember that's what they did when they announced persona five like yeah. two or three years ago it was just like yeah. they had like a 24-hour stream and it was basically 23 hours of nothing and then they announced like that's what they announced persona 5 persona q persona ultimax like all at the same time like okay i, I, don't, I don't know if it was like hours or was it like a week long i forget I feel like right. it was a longer i i didn't pay attention to it so maybe it's a lot longer yeah, it was, than i know all i remember is when that stream finally came on there's that uh really uh old that the 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 token Atlas Persona old lady 
who like presents this and then like trolls the shit out of all the viewers say I, oh, I, here, I, I, here comes the next big thing and then it's like the the thing is not persona 5 it's like <laughs> oh here's persona q or persona ultimate it's like god damn it this is you not suck. Oh, yeah, and, I, and i remember i remember the teddy costume like oh god that stream the, uh, what they like kicked each other in the they, in the, kicked, they were grabbing each other yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They basically like molesting each other on stream. Yeah. Like, like a Maybe like, two oh, seconds. I think that was like the first Persona or Atlas stream I paid attention to a little bit. And I was like, nah, maybe I'll just wait for the announcements next time. <laughs> it was, that, was, that was a special time in uh, Atlas announcement uh, hell. But other <laughs> the Persona 5 stuff. So I woke up like in the wee early mar- like, mornings. I think I uh, woke up, I want to say 4.15 in the morning for that. It was like, and it started like at four. I'm like, Pacific time, yeah. So yeah. super early, yeah. So, regardless of time zone, that's early, but yeah. We showed the opening movie for for the game. That's um, all up on the official Atlas YouTube if you want to check that out. Uh, same neat little bits. A, a lot of it is, uh, you know, the, the same thing that's been shown like in the actual intro, but it's some neat little stuff in between. Um, you do hear the, like, the, the full like intro song in there uh, as well. Um, and then they showed like the first 18 minutes of the game that we won't talk about due to you know uh, spoilers and whatnot. Uh, but it's really shaping up uh, super well. Uh, they announced the the date of the day, the Persona 5 the animation the Daybreakers uh, OVA, which is like kind of serves like as a pre- prequel to the game, <laughs> and that'll air like on September 3 in Japan. I don't know who's if anyone's gonna do English subs for that. I'm sure someone will, whether legal or not, but. Uh, it'll it'll definitely happen. Um, well, I mean, if you think like, uh, are you talking like simulcasting as well? Because I, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're simulcasting. Well, I mean, it's like if you think about it, Persona Four, both of them were both on Crunchyroll, so it seems like if they had a good relationship, it'll be there again. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm sure we'll find. Uh, like I said, I'm sure we'll find English subs for it very quickly, whether it's through legal channels or not. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm sure the, the fandom is super big enough that they even translate the freaking trailers and then they, they input like English text within like the video itself. They're going to do it. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, then they also uh, have uh, they introduced a new mechanic in the game called Mementos Dungeons. And the, these Mementos uh, Dungeons are just basically like an infinite... A dungeon that's separate from the game so it's kind of like um what's a good comparison for this because it's just a separate infinite dungeon that's generated uh from separate from the game for like i guess you know if you just wanna... uh, i i didn't pay to- too much attention to this to this atlas news because you know I, i'm already interested in the game i don't really yeah. even know but like i i heard that people compared it to tartarus like it's kind of like little. yeah like just a long singular dungeon that you can go through but it's kind of like aside from the actual main game or something yeah yeah that's basically Not... the, the gist of it uh okay. honestly you just if you just want to go in and go through some uh, uh persona 5 dungeons get into battle real fast you don't want to progress the story you just want to play the game uh, that's it uh, for uh, there for you. I can imagine this is like, if they if they if they were gonna add Persona Five DLC, it would be in the form of these, uh, like say themed dungeons, and whatnot. That's uh, my uh, thing of it. The the biggest, well, not the biggest, but the the like the last big thing that happened in that Persona Five thing uh, was just uh, a, a, just seven consecutive trailers of new uh, co- cooperation characters. They haven't really uh, have. Like an English term for this in the game yet, uh, in the English version yet. It's just like social links, but I don't know exactly what are the nuances that make it separate uh, or different from social links. But um, it's just uh, more of that, 
and some of those new cooperation characters look really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once again, yeah, we, we don't want to get too much into it because it seemed like there were already some people not great, very happy about us posting to some of that stuff. But we, there was a lot of other stuff that we could have, but we definitely want prevented from posting it just because we knew that there was a lot of people who don't want to be spoiled. It's going to be hard enough waiting until February. Look, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like get like put on a cross like on the like uh, on September because I'm gonna get the Japanese version of this game. I'm gonna have to like fight the urge like not put up anything about it. You better not. Otherwise <laughs> you're blocked, man. Have to cut <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> See, exactly. Right here, point... <laughs> made my point right here. <laughs> God, it's... Yeah, it's, that's going to be super difficult. I mean, the fact that when I'm reviewing a game, I have to stop myself from doing that as well. I, I can only imagine what you have to deal with. <laughs> with oh, yeah. That. Well, so. It's going to be a very interesting experience. Good. So, Conception 2 again? Yeah, then we've yeah. got let's let's keep moving on. So yeah, that's the big news. We posted about some of that stuff. Uh, the, yeah, they also post the opening movie. There's 18 minutes of footage out there if you want to check that out. Um, but yeah, Conception Two is coming to Steam on August 16th. Oh, the big um, thing about that was uh, dual audio on the PC release. Yeah, that's that's really cool. It's just the fact that they're uh, willing to do that kind of thing. Um, that it's going to be out for that. And I hope it brings more, you know, these older games to Steam just because, you know, a lot of people didn't don't own those platforms or didn't get a chance to play it. Um, So just more Atlas games on Steam would be a, a great thing to have. Well, this is Spike Chunsoft yeah. seems to be pretty eager to get all their games on it. Uh, yeah, be, like Danganronpa and all that. Yeah, to clarify, this, this is not Atlas doing the port to the Steam. It's That's Spike right. Chunsoft themselves. That's what it was. Okay, because I, I knew you guys were having a conversation about other games you would like to see. Well, kind of yeah. like kind of like how Danganronpa on PC Nisa has nothing to do with it. It's all Spike yeah. Chunsoft. Uh, same thing. No, never mind. I the. Uh, the PC release, Nisa is still doing some PC stuff. Like, yeah, uh, Brave, Disgaea. Yeah, and all that. And then they also, uh, Stranger of Sword City. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, Spike Junsoft seems pretty interested in getting their games out on PC. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, we, so we've got that. Yeah, more more, more of those games for sure. I want, I want them to put another episode up on there. That's for sure. I, I, think, that's, I, I think that seems inevitable at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's that, and then um, just I want to leave some of the stuff a little bit later. Yeah, just we're, we're just running through all the big releases that just came out or will be announced that were announced. Um, Grandia three, uh, that was rated for the PS4, in fact, came out on the PlayStation three as a PS2 classic. Um, how bummed out are you guys about that? Because <laughs> I am. Well, I mean, I got both hooked up at all times, so... And I also yeah. sold my physical copy around here, so... I still have my old yeah. PS2, I still have my physical copy. I mean, I'm not too bummed out, but that sucks for, like, people who never got a chance to play that game and don't have and don't have their PS3s anymore because that game should be played. It's Grandia, I fucking love Grandia. Gra- Grandia 3 is the secret best Grandia game. <laughs> it's got a great music. I'll, I'll die with you on that hill. Best mom in any video game. That's yes, that, sure. that is true. Miranda is the best. That's that's no denying that. Uh, yeah, so that's that was like the kind of out of nowhere announcement. I was hoping it was well, be another one of those Sony PS4, no, PS2 well, for PS4 releases. Well, the, the PS2 for PS2, PS2, PS2 on PS2 and PS4 releases. Those are all like Sony published titles so far, right? Or at least Sony had a hand in them. Are there any third party? I don't know. Grand Theft Auto is up there. Oh, I didn't realize. It. Yeah, that's the they put out Vice. They put out the um, I think was it. 
GTA 3 is up there. And they got like, you know, they got like Dark Cloud and all these other ones. Well, I don't know if that yeah, was Sony published. Dark Cloud is Sony, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, and then well, like, well, then Wild Arms 3, and I think that's also Sony. I know yeah, there's some there's some, star, there's some Star Wars games on there too, I think. So it's maybe not. Well, I know. Yeah, I just. There has, there's not that much third-party stuff, but it'd be cool if there was. <laughs> yeah, that's we need we need more of that stuff. There there are some other games, um, and they there's still stuff that was like leaked but hasn't been released yet. But man, I just <laughs> I need them to be focusing on PS4. I don't want to hook up my PS3 anymore, <laughs> just because it's it seems so slow in comparison. So I just cannot deal. And I want the PS4 features. I want trophies. <laughs> the only, the only <laughs> that only reason helps. my PS3 still hooked up for is for Cold Steel too. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm probably gonna get that for the Vita. Oh, and yeah, so. But uh, that was uh, a big release, clearly, uh, just to push forward more RPGs. Uh, we need more so we can do games, too. And, uh, and also, also, just mentioning Grandia, I know Game Arts uh, did say that they were interested in putting more stuff on Steam, or they hinted at it. Um, yeah. What's kind of weird, though, is like when Grandia 2 came out on Steam, like it was done very quickly. Like They decided on it on... Like, February, and they announced it in like April, and then it came out in August. So it was like a six month ordeal. <laughs> yeah, very impressive. And the, and the amount of work they went into it is uh, and that, impressive. And at, yeah, and then after the fact, they fixed a bunch of the bugs and they added sixty frames per second, which is from the Dreamcast version. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty. This, this, Grania Two needed it. Like the only good version of the game is on Dreamcast, so it's kind of nice to have it available easily now. Yeah, and not the original PS, PC release, which was. Uh, not well, good. I played the PS2 release of Grandia 2, and it's bad. It's so... Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember loading... Whenever you go into a new location, the camera does like a pan around the location, just kind of a little nifty, hey, look, here's your new town you're in. And it's like good going luck. at like... Going, it's going at like... <laughs> eight, it's, going, it's going at like eight frames a second. Like, click, uh, click, click. There it is. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's awful. And so, uh, that's what... That's like the games from back then, though. That's what you got to see. It's just like a really chugging experience. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but so they've, they've got that announced. Um, they also announced Hyperlight Drifters out for PS4 and Xbox One this Tuesday. Josh, you seemed pretty high on that when you came out on Steam. So it'd yeah. be great to have it, um, especially because they announced that version a long time ago. So finally, it's it's coming out. Um, and then also pre-registration began for Mobius Final Fantasy, which is out August 3rd, which is that more higher production mobile game um, that's got a lot of, it's got like job a job system in it. It's got like collaborations with other games. They have like costumes and characters and things like that also appearing. Um, I think if you, pre- if you pre-register, you get like a special weapon. So, you know, if you're interested in playing that game, you can actually pre-register straight from the Google app, uh, I'm sure. There's a way to do it on iOS. I just don't have an iPhone or something, so I don't know how that works. Just through the site, you could totally do that too. They've got a Twitter account. You can easily look that up. And also, something that they just kind of talked about, and then uh, today at Comic-Con, they announced uh, it's coming out this week, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 is going to be out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC this Tuesday, the 26th. Now, the downside, I mean, it's cool that it's happening, and those games were amazing. I mean, I was more like maybe an X-Men Legends guy and a Dark Alliance guy, but I need more action RPGs. Um, They announced also the pricing, uh, which I think... It's Activision. Activision. Yeah, it's so... it's Actually, this might be an easy decision for some people, but it's 
$40 per game, one or two. And if you want to buy them both, it's going to be $60. Now, they have touted that some of the features included is it's it's like a remaster, of course. So it's got better performance, uh, a redone UI, um, other visual enhance, enhancements. Uh, they also got, you know, the features you'd expect like share, share play and uh, streaming and trophies. It's also got online multiplayer and local co-op. So if you prefer that type of design, that's totally there too. Um, people didn't seem that high on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. So... Yeah, I, li- I like the first one. I'm, I'm more of yeah, a Yeah, I think that's... But I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to finally like play Marvel Ultimate Alliance like with a stable frame rate and not god-awful load times like the PS3 was, <laughs> version was. See, I'm curious to see like if they're going to be able to get all the characters as well. Like, Me too. Because I... X-Men and Disney, they like to not give let people use X-Men characters even in remasters. So Yeah, for context, like both of these games uh, have system-exclusive characters uh, when they first released way back in the day. Like There's different characters for... Like I I forgot I I took a screenshot of it but they're like like I know for the first one like there's literally system exclusive characters for like each of its four releases. Yeah, so and that's terrible just because you want to like play your favorite characters like I want to play Wolverine but now you can't or Iron Man so yeah um, pull this up Iron Man, so, I, yeah it's... yeah like in the, in the first one you had system exclusive characters in between um, the PSP uh, 360 and the I wow it had a Game Boy Advance release yeah. Yeah, it totally did. That was actually a decent version too. So yeah, and then on the same thing for Ultimate Alliance too. Yeah, it just I hope there's a way and to just marry all of those like characters together into one package. Please, I want to believe. Well, at least we'll get those two games, and I do want. I I keep dreaming of the day that. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance uh, is is out on on that form because Dark Alliance three was in development, but they had to cancel it, and so right, right. I can get behind that. Yeah, that was that was a huge bummer when that happened, um, and that's kind of what they they moved on to other games because the studio that was working on it got shut down. So that was I only I I I played I only played Dark Alliance two, not the first that was one. a good gun. That was a good all, game. All I remember about it is that I beat it in like a Friday evening and that, like. That's it. Definitely not a long game, but it's like, it was, it's, it's like five hours. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, like, it's, it's not a long game, but it was it was really fun and the, very well designed and just exciting to play. So I need that. Um, and we've got some other stuff to talk about as well with uh, with the other news. We've got like Dragon Quest Builders is going to be out on October 11th in America, on the 14th in Europe, and they also announced a day one edition, which um, it. it uh, do you remember like what the contents of that were? Which one? The Dragon Quest Builders Day One Edition. Uh, the the diff, the Day One. I edition. think it's like like materials. I want to say like blocks. Yeah. Um, let me go search it up real fast. Dragon yeah, because there's a different one we're going to talk about that I know more about than this one. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird because I don't really know. Too. Okay, here we go. Day One Edition. You have uh, slimy block recipes, gold block recipes, and just springtide sprinkles recipe i have no idea what the any so of just things. exclusive recipes is what is what it were i mean i got to play that game at e3 yeah. and it was really fun just because you're this it, it's 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 way more story driven it's not minecraft a lot of people call it that i mean it's got some of the same like design with the the boxes and stuff like that but it's way more story driven it's got like an actual you know plot to it and so it's kind of cool because you come up on this place, this empty place. It's just like this town that was destroyed. And so you're basically reviving this town uh, and the rest of the world for that matter. And so you just kind of um, 
you 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 start building some stuff, and then this girl comes up and says, uh, and everyone's like, kind of like lost their memories. She's like, I I I don't know why, but I was drawn to this because I saw this bright light. Because you you have to like throw up like a beacon and she came running and saw what happened it's like and then you're kind of building stuff for her that she wants and you want to like you start to live together so she's like all right can you can you build this little room and then uh also can you put some down some beds so that we can sleep because it's getting kind of dark also can you build like this nice little um uh this um this workshop area so that like you can help it can help you build some more stuff and you know this is really cool what you're doing can you build me a workshop that i can use to start working on stuff so it's a lot of that very quest driven stuff uh that i think will find uh, i'll find to be very appealing and so i had a lot of fun with that i played maybe 20 minutes of it but for what it was worth it it seemed really nice (laughs) so i'm so happy it's being localized uh, yeah i'm looking forward to playing that and getting i'm still trying to wrap my head around the game good luck uh (laughs) it's 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 complicated but from what i've heard it's kind of it's kind of based on the original dragon quest game uh so i i'm I'm looking forward to it as well uh and yeah i'm glad we get to live in the timeline where we get dragon quest games out in the west again yeah that's it's a long drought. I don't know why people want ten so much. I heard that ten wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, so that was like the only it's, one. It's we the new, it was the new console hotness. I figure that's the yeah. only driving factor. Isn't that the MMO? That's yeah. the MMO. Yeah, because yeah, Wii U. 3DS. Well, it's, so I, when Dragon Quest Ten came out, I had played Dragon Quest uh, Eight, and I was just kind of kind of felt really weird. Like Dragon Quest MMO, that seems kind of odd. But then I played Dragon Quest Nine, which is basically an mmo but not so it kind of just felt like it was almost just a natural progression in one way because nine has a bunch of you know like questing like mmo type quests and crafting those games are great yeah yeah so it kind of felt like it's just kind of a take on that so i don't know if you really like dragon quest nine then dragon quest 10 seems to be kind of like just more of that with the mmo with focus on the mmo elements so i should mention i don't know anything about dragon quest 10 though just, oh no! It's, just, it's it was an MMO and had like a single player and a multiplayer. Feature. It just it just made a lot more sense after I played Dragon Quest Nine. Like oh, so that's why they made an MMO because it's I could see all the, the you know these all these elements in in this game. So yeah, so that's 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 kind of that's kind of the. Uh, the thing that I, I didn't get. I mean, I totally understand like Dragon Quest Seven getting that 3DS because it was a remake with more content. That seemed amazing, and so I'm very happy that's when, coming out. When did that come out in Japan? Like three years oh, ago? A while ago. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. It's like 2013. We're getting it this year. So yeah. I actually still have my Japanese copy. Oh, you actually got it from? Oh yeah, I was impatient. That, <laughs> I would imagine. That was the only one I haven't played. So. It's good. It's very good. It's I, 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 hear it's long, I hear it's long. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. one you're in for the long haul with. Totally. And I might be reviewing it. <laughs> yeah, that's... I can't... I, I, it's, the, it's the difficulty of me not really using my 3DS much and having to like use that to play a single game. But that's I would be willing to pull that out just for, for that. Um, but what I was alluding to earlier is that they also revealed World of, World of Final Fantasy's different editions. Um, and... Besides having some content, which was the odd thing about this is that every single um, physical edition, I guess, or at least the, like the collector's edition, there's a limited edition, and there's a day one edition, 
the one thing that was exclusive amongst all of those was Japanese voice DLC. So obviously that's going to be a paid DLC down the line if you don't pick up these versions. But if it's anything like Dragon Quest Heroes, they're still they're still selling day one editions of that game, and so I don't know if people can have any trouble with getting that if they want it. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a trend set by uh, Soul Sacrifice uh, way back when, uh, uh, getting Japanese voices as DLC. Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally okay with that if it, if it's if it's normally impossible to like get it like at through normal means like inside the game already because of how contracts work out and whatnot, or if it was just like too costly. Like I'd be down for just always buying Japanese voices. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if it's anything like, um, it was the weird thing about Tokyo Mirage Sessions with Nintendo just saying, you know, we want to keep it authentic to experience, so we're just gonna keep Japanese voices. Um, you know, be as it would have made. I don't know if I 100% buy that reason. Yes, I'm sure it's yeah. cost-cutting measures, but at the same time, I'm okay with that logic if it's if it means that it's a faster cool. way to get here. It's just I mean, a shame that course... we never got that Fire Emblem song in English. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> 18 songs in Tokyo Mirage Sessions or something like that? Yeah. That would be quite the undertaking. Yeah, that's that's way too much. And so <laughs> if, but, uh, it, keep it Square, authentic. Square Enix is putting dual audio in basically everything now. It's Yes, it's locked to the to the day one edition. But like I, like you said about Dragon Quest Heroes and heck, like Type-0, you can find day one editions like a year after it released. So it's... Day one editions are very goofy things. They're just pre-order incentives that aren't pre-order incentives, but yeah. <laughs> what else That's comes with those collectors unlimited editions? Um, I just I just remember it being like. I know there's an art book. There's an art book, like a pop-up book that, that's like an art book in a special box, obviously. I, I can look it up real quick, though. I mean, we have a post about it up on the site. Uh, oh, okay. There's, it's already there, then. But. Yeah, yeah. So the, let me just see here. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Adam, for posting that up on the site, by the way. Uh, let me take a look. Yeah, Japanese voices. There's figures. And so you've got figures of the um, – uh, let's see here. Oh, a Sephiroth summon is exclusive to it. That's weird. Um, Wait for the day one or one of the editions? The, the... No. So the day one edition comes with basically um, just like digital bonuses, including Japanese voices. And one of those is Sephiroth. I think there's like Tonberry or something. Yeah, too. There's, a, there's a red bonnetberry is what they're calling it oh. here. And then, basically, um... and then basically all the other special editions come with that, those digital bonuses. But if you just want the digital bonuses, you can get them in the day one edition. Yeah, and then it's also got like a white chocobo and a glow moogle, which is kind of kind of funny. Um, but yeah, like, and then they got like the collector's edition, which has a physical pop-up book. So it's actually got 3D paper cutouts, which is a really cool thing to kind of keep with the design of that. 80-page uh, hardback art book, uh, original soundtrack of the game's enchanting scores, what the way they put it. Uh, I wonder if that's actually the 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 music or just like a mini soundtrack. Um, I hope it's not a mini. I hope, that, hope not either, because that music already seemed pretty good from the trailers. And three mini figures, including the legendary Cloud, Lightning, and Squall. That's that's adorable. Um, yeah, so that's that's we've got news up on the site. And just getting through some of this other news because we didn't want to take too much time with what we've got. Um, the uh, Life is Strange episode one is now free across all platforms it was available on. So highly recommend checking it out. I beat that game last year and I had a it was an amazing experience. And I'm excited to see Vampire 
from Don't Not as well, just because that game seems more. I like the I like their stories. You know that Remember Me had a really good story, even if the gameplay wasn't that good. Uh, so I'm I'm interested in checking it out for sure. Um, and and that's a great, obviously a good on on point. Um, Life is Strange episode wasn't uh, episode one didn't have a lot going for it. It wasn't until like episode two or three though. So you know if this is interesting. I always see that whole series being on sale for like 10, 20 bucks during the Steam sales and other places. So you should really check check that out if you want. And I think people will really like it. Um, let's see. What else do we've got here? Um, Neo Beta. Neo, yep. Neo Beta. The, run, the second beta is going to start August 23rd and run to September 6th. So that's 10 days uh, just about. Well, a couple of weeks, obviously, but they're not implementing the big changes that they talked about in their earlier from the survey feedback that they received. Um, instead, it's going to be just new weapons, a new dojo, which is like a tutorial area for people to train and get used to the controls. So, Darren, you were talking about off the podcast that you were having trouble with the, getting used to the controls. So, that might be perfect. <laughs> so, I feel like, yeah, as someone who's played all of the souls games and bloodborne and as someone who is really passionate about those types of games i really like neo on principle but man i could just i was just get destroyed in that first beta i couldn't even finish it and so i'm down to give the game another shot because they have listed a, a number of slight changes they've made to the game and we're also Good. going to see more content from the game we'll see the new weapons and hopefully some new enemies and a new area that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, they're yeah, showing hopefully some, I'll be able to actually beat this. Exactly. And they were showing some like new characters, like a, a female character as well. So there's definitely other story related people that we've yet to meet. That game's still slated for a 2016 release. And so it's kind of throwing me off a little bit, especially cause they've got, you know, berserk is also coming out. So, Koei's got a lot of stuff this year, and so I, I wonder if they'll be able to still meet that, especially with all the other games coming out. Um, oh yeah, they also got a new stage that they have yet to announce, uh, yet to reveal either. So that's if it's anything like my E3 playthrough, it's going to be just as challenging <laughs> as the other ones were. Um, and yeah, then they got like System Shock remake was is coming to the PS4. They recently announced it was a, originally just announced for Xbox and PC, but after working with Sony on it, now it's going to be confirmed for that. Yeah, that basically, game. basically they just said, "Hey, we don't have a dev kit yet," and I'm sure Sony jumped on it like, "Hey, here you go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that's not out till 2018, and so that's. That's still a ways away, but from if you check out, there's a pre-alpha uh, you can play, and there's uh, plenty of footage as well. It looks great. Everything looks really, really, really good. Night Dive is doing a hell of a job on that, so I, I can't wait to check out more myself. Um, yeah, and then Kapal Hearts got a countdown site that they've been teasing about. Uh, they have revealed three things so far. All we can see is silhouettes. You can see Neptune was revealed on the first day. Tiara from uh, Fairy Fence F was the second day. Faust from Guilty um, Gear. Trillion God of Destruction <laughs> is the third day. Uh, people like so many people on our Twitter are saying like, "Oh, I bet it's like a crossover fighting game." I'm like, guys, this could just it, be a it, cross. It's cross edge too. Come on, no. cross edge. <laughs> I literally thought of cross edge the first time I posted like the second day. I'm like, "Is this cross edge, please?" <laughs> Hopefully, without the bad voice uh, voice acting from those games. How about just. Not a bad cross edge. In general. No, that's hard. That's, that's <laughs> difficult just leave to do. That in the grave right. I, <laughs> I kind of don't want like unless it's gonna be like a weird action RPG. I don't know what that's gonna be. What they're doing, unless it's like a big 
new reveal like these are the, this is the history of compile heart this is our new mascot or something like but faust is a new mascot too so i don't know exactly what they're dealing with here it's it's so bizarre it's i don't know what they're doing with that I, we'll find out very soon yeah we'll definitely find out soon enough um and then um i think that's for most of the news and finally um they announced a new gundam game josh uh, yeah, they, it wasn't like newly announced, but they announced the release date for this uh, SD Gundam G Generation Genesis, which is uh, more of an RPG than what we're used to. Yeah, it's a, it's a strategy RPG. Um, it basically covers the UC timelines of uh, Gundam Universal Centuries, um, and then they announced that it's coming to PS4 and Vita on November twenty second. Uh, they uh, also mentioned that the PS3 version of that game is now canceled, and uh, yeah. what makes this a very special release is this will be the first. Uh, game that I'll use dual cartridges on the Vita. Yeah, so, all this time. It's, yeah, it's bizarre, but here we go. That now, the Vita. Rem- remind me, what do you mean by <laughs> what do you mean by dual cartridges? Like two carts. Just two, two carts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, just a fancy way of saying two carts. I have no idea how they're gonna split that up. Uh, they finally showed off like some direct feed gameplay of that, and it looks pretty damn good so far. Like the the cut ins of the portraits of the. Uh, pilots look really great, uh, highly highly dynamic, and just the story mode version of that game has like these uh, anime cut-in portraits that look highly resemble like their um, how they look like in the in their respective shows. So it looks it's looking great. It's shaping up. I didn't think I would care all that much, but I find myself uh, a lot more interested now that uh, they've uh, they're starting to uh, roll out the wheels of that marketing campaign for that game. It's like insert cart two is exactly what I was thinking of like the whole experience of dealing <laughs> oh with that. It's, I'm, I'm really interested to, to hear from uh, my friends who are getting the Vita release of that game how they split that up. Because finish the fight with Char, please insert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right at the end, it's like Final Fantasy VII. Like it's gonna like you wait to like the last moment. Like now you insert the next disc. You got the new Gundam fighting the Zazabi, and it's just the final battle. It's just middle of it just cuts out. Yeah, it's like cut out black screen. Oh, and then you find out like. You can't find the second cart. <laughs> it's like it's lost. <laughs> oh my god! I just I'm just having really bad last remnant 360 flashbacks now. God. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah that's also getting a an Asian English uh, release uh, on PSN as well. So there'll be a an English version of that game. They I love this trend they're doing. Yes, I I really am. I'm loving this, especially for an SRW fan and Gundam fan in general myself. Just I'm just ecstatic about all this. Yeah, and I hope you do this for Gundam Extreme Versus on PS4. Oh my god, I would I, I might just cry tears of joy if that ever happens. Yeah, because I'm sorry, go ahead. I actually did set up um uh uh, PSN Singapore account today because that's where they sell them digitally. I, 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 yeah, I thought it was Hong Kong because I have a Hong Kong account. I'm like, okay, I, 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 I put that up on uh, PS4. And then I only saw like the only the Chinese version of uh, Gundam Breaker 3 on there. And that only has Japanese uh, voices with Chinese uh, subtitles. So I'm like, where the, where the hell is this thing? So I was like, oh, wait, let me go check out Singapore. And here, here I find myself having a Singapore PSN account just to get these Asian English releases digitally. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got to go to like Play Asia or something to, like get like PSN cards in Singapore currency, Singapore dollars, I believe. Singapore dollars. I wonder how the what the conversion rate for that is. I'm sure your dollar is going to go pretty far. Like, uh, like I think uh, for like forty five dollars USD, it's like fifty dollars Singapore dollars. Oh, it's pretty close. Uh, That's Play Asia site. Yeah, unless it was like Hong Kong, which I assume would be a lot stronger against yeah, I that. Yeah, I didn't check that. Yeah. 
So that's yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll expect to import review of SD Gundam G Gen Genesis. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be doing that. G Gen Genesis. Doing... That's a really hard <laughs> Gundam G Gen Genesis. SD Gundam G Genesis. Wait, is it is it Gundam G Gen Genesis? Is that literally how it goes? SD Gundam G Generation Genesis. Generation Genesis. Yep. I feel like all you need is SD Gundam G Generation Genesis G Fighter. There you go. Oh, okay. I'm down. <laughs> but oh, yeah, um, also in early August, uh, the English version of Super Robot Wars OG Moon Dwellers is coming out. So I want to get my hands on that and uh, do a review for the site. I definitely want to see how how the translation is on that. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great. Um, from the trailers from those those Gundam games alone, it seems like they're doing a decent enough job. It's not full of like terrible English design. So I'm happy to yeah. see that they're putting some work into that. And, you know, hopefully it means that they'll start bringing more of those games over. I mean, that Vita game just came out of nowhere. It felt like at least it wasn't marketed as well as it could. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it was, that was last week or two weeks? A couple weeks ago. It yeah. kind of just launched. Uh, it was at E3, of course, and it was playable, but it just kind of dropped out of nowhere. It's like, that's not a great sign, but, you know, it's hard to it's tell. with so not. Vita exclusive, digital only, and yeah, it's, it's okay. a very stripped down and version of those the mainline games but who knows <laughs> oh my gosh that's what a pain i actually i actually totally forgot that namco did that that they did it with that release <laughs> yep i probably go. forgot to like I, I was like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah i'm just coming up with this out of the top of my head uh it might as well be it's kind of like the atelier tutorial way of dealing with of games sometimes oh um, yeah i forgot those just called psn out of nowhere yeah just kind of launched and everyone's just standing there like okay we're not gonna get like review copy or anything like that it just kind of launched and no one really said anything that was that's an awful way of dealing with the game at least send a press release please not the day of either it doesn't take a lot of work. I mean, I don't. I don't think it takes any money to do that. <laughs> like, it's it just takes five minutes of someone's time to put together a press release. I'm lying. I don't know how long it takes to make those things, but I just assumed with the wording and stuff. But um, that's it for news. There's still a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, obviously, what? we've got a couple weeks. Uh, excuse me. Like in a few weeks, we've got you know um, Gamescom's coming up really quick here. Still got a lot of games that we're viewing right now. I think everyone's got something at this point. Um, Darren, you'll have something soon. I'll just point that out, uh, teasing. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, I've got, like I said, a couple of views. Um, Josh, I think you're currently working on something right now, too. Mm. It could be a fighting game. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like thinking, I was like, I'm playing I Am Setsuna. I was like, oh yeah, I am playing that too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, I don't know if you plan on it's it's who knows if do anything yeah. with it. It could we could be doing something, but it it's, maybe not. Um, Adam, path article on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to. Uh, and then Adam, <laughs> obviously, you've got Share uh, and the Wanderer still working on it right now too. And yeah, it's it's still kind of crazy. Then we've got like Deus Ex and stuff like that still yet to come out. I don't know how much we're going to have news about in the next couple of weeks, though. Everything's kind of happening towards the end of August. But if we find anything, well, we should let you know. So just to wrap things up here, where you can find us, you can find us at RPGSite.net. You can find us on Twitter at RPGSite for the hottest Sonic news. 
<laughs> so many people seem bothered by me posting about Sonic. It's like I'm here, I might as well talk about it so I can kind of give back, so I can get this special like. You're, 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 all, you're also like doing the community a favor because like they have to deal with the god awful live stream. So yeah. like there were like points where like before the Sonic Mania trailer, like the the audio just completely cut out. Like you could not hear anything that you say before that trailer actually aired. <laughs> it's kind of like the zero time dilemma stream when everything cut to black and i our, our twitter account was kind of the go-to for that coverage oh i, I didn't know that that that, didn't bla- that blacked out yeah twitch chat was literally like all right rpg sites call- talking about it go there and then we got like thousands of people coming over and following us it was such a weird experience just seeing that happen i mean <laughs> it's it kind of came out of nowhere just we got flooded with tweets at that point i was really t- i didn't I didn't know you were going to it and just kind of casually following Twitter and all of a sudden you're talking about Sonic. Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was there. I was there and I figured I'm here and I'm at this really nice spot. Might as well talk about it and try to, you know, you know, give back. I got special access to, to that event from a friend. So I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll do my due diligence and, and give you guys proper coverage. And it, it people seemed really excited uh, when I talked about it. So <laughs> if you guys yeah. want more non-related content, go to RPG site at any point because that's what we do now. Uh, so uh and and just to the other places um youtube.com slash rpg site net we've got more videos coming up pretty soon facebook.com slash rpg site net we're also on tumblr like i mentioned before we keep that up to date just like we do with the twitter accounts if you want a lot of you want a place to visit um i think it's rpg site net is the name of our i can find actually two seconds here <laughs> you think hmm. I don't really just I usually use like a third party app. Yeah, RPG uh, Site Net is our Tumblr name. Uh you can subscribe to us on Tetracast on on iTunes and then finally our Discord which seems to be getting bigger and bigger lately. tinyurl.com/rpgsitediscord is where you can get the easy way to access that chat room, which is what it is. It's a chat room. So, great place to talk with other people. People talking a lot about Comic Con right now, like the trailers coming out. There's a Legends of Hidden Temple movie trailer. Oh out. my god, that was amazing! <laughs> that was the best. I mean, I, I knew it was existed, but the fact and, that... the end, and, and the end of the trailer ends with them not knowing how to put the monkey together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, go figure. That's like when you saw it as a kid, you were yelling at the kids, like "You guys are stupid! You're getting caught up on the stupid like." maze and like some guy didn't know how many weeks there were in a year and so he failed at that point like you're stupid <laughs> Go fantastic get out of here uh, um, there, there's also comic-con I mean, not comic uh wonder fest going right now that has barely started so it's just a flood of figures just, i won't i won't you know, i won't lie i've been actually tweeting about that as we have been talking because there's a bunch of figures like persona 5 and gravity rush and seventh dragon figures being announced i've been talking about it but um that's why we'll, we'll just wrap things up here once again i want to thank our guests here um uh adam josh thank you very much darren i know you you suck around you had something to go to but i really appreciate you joining us for this always happy to be here yes please do participate more it's great to hear you again like i said it's, it's always a great time to have you on very insightful commentary so please do come back and, and join us once more um, come back with more stories about the cemetery don't worry there you yes. go yes i want to hear more the, about pokemon go the latest goings on the haunted <laughs> tales of pokemon go like not crossing over dead bodies and falling off cliffs like we've been hearing about lately from some of these guys well, I'll, I'll bring back some real creepy pasta about pokemon oh, go. creepy pasta indeed oh. all right so that, that's it for the latest edition of the tetracast Thanks a lot, everyone, for checking in with us. 